Welcome to Between the Times, a new podcast of Christ Church Presbyterian, a PCA church plant in Charleston, South Carolina. My name is Gabriel. I'm a member of Christ Church, and I'm here today with our pastors, John Payne and Ross Hodges. So for this inaugural podcast, we are simply going to talk about why another podcast. Why are we doing another podcast, John? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, there are lots of excellent uh, podcasts, uh, various Reformed ministries, uh, ones that we have truly gained from over the years. Uh, you think of uh, Reformed Forum and uh, White Horse Inn and uh, Ligonier Ministries and Desiring God. And uh, why another podcast? What are we hoping to do? Well, really, this this podcast is uh, meant for Christ Church and for those who would be interested in learning more about us. Uh, we're not looking to uh, gain tons of listeners uh, from outside of uh, the Charleston area. Our desire would be that our own members would be encouraged by it and uh, that those who are interested in uh, visiting, uh, perhaps joining our church one day, would be able to, to learn more about our, our congregation, the heartbeat of our, of our church, uh, particularly as we will be uh, doing some interviews with some of our members, uh, learning more about uh, the members of Christ Church in a perfect world, of course, and certainly in heaven, we'll have a long time to get to know each other. But in a, in a mid-sized and growing church, it's not always easy to, uh, to get to know everyone like you would want. And so we're hoping that through some interviews and hearing some testimonies and uh, learning about people's various Christian vocations, that it'll just spur on uh, more fellowship uh, within the context of the church as folks hear about others and then uh, perhaps meet them at church and have them over and uh, could be a great way to, uh, to spur on fellowship. Another thing we're hoping to do is, um, is to talk about the reading challenge of 2015. And Ross, why don't you tell us a little bit about the uh, reading challenge we've been doing this year and what we perhaps would like to do here on the podcast. Uh, some of the books that we have um, is are uh, Crazy Busy, a mercifully short book about a really big problem by Kevin DeYoung, and that was our first book in January. And it's a that is a great way to start the year is by uh, thinking uh, through time management. And um, we all are too busy very often, especially in our culture. So we wanted to take a, a look through biblical lenses at our time and how God has called us to use our time. Uh, one of the books that we have for this month, uh, for I'm sorry, for last month, which was uh, one of the readings from March and April, was Christless Christianity by Michael Horton. Uh, again, just a, a wonderful resource helping us think through biblical Christianity and our culture. So those books and many others are on our list. You can check that out at ChristChurchCharleston.org. And uh, we look forward to discussing uh, those and others. Now, Gabe, uh, as a member of Christ Church, I know you and uh, your wife Alicia have been uh, committed to plowing through some of these books. Has it been helpful to have kind of an outline uh, of, of good books to, to be reading throughout the year? Of course. And the primary reason why is if you go down a Christian bestseller list, what you would normally see are a lot of books that are, let's be honest, pretty bad, pretty nonsensical. Indeed. And so one of the things that's helpful to know from a just a Christian standpoint is what books are worth spending time on, what books are worth spending money on, and what books are just worth having around to reread multiple different times. Mm. And so one of the books on the list that I enjoyed most at this point has been Take God at His Word by uh, Kevin DeYoung. And it's a very simple, 
very straightforward but very profoundly great book on mm. something knowing the power of God's word, knowing why God's word is considered infallible, why it is inerrant, and what does it mean for the life of the congregation. And so for myself and my wife, Alicia, it's been a very wonderful time just reading through books, reading through good literature. And so it's been a great start to the reading challenge. I'm looking forward to the next couple that are coming up in the months of May and June. Um, some of them are some of my personal favorites that I've heard a little bit about, but haven't read personally. You know, I was never worried uh, when I was making this reading challenge. I was I was not worried, uh, Gabe, about you and Alicia reading good Christian books. Um, but for a lot of our members, uh, there would be uh, it'd be a real challenge to get through this number of books. That's why we're calling it the reading challenge. It's, of course. Uh, these days, uh, we are overcome, of course, with uh, uh, entertainment. Uh, cable television, uh, movies, internet, uh, podcasts, <laughs> and we don't uh, find enough time to read. And so as a leadership, this is one thing we wanted to accomplish was to get folks uh, reading solid Christian literature, uh, putting down the Joel Osteen and the Joyce Myers and uh, picking up Mike Horton and uh, Kevin DeYoung and, uh, and John Calvin. Uh, this is our desire. So yeah, so this podcast we're just hoping is going to be a way for us to discuss some of the various things we have going on in Christ Church, uh, to interview some of our members, uh, to discuss some theological topics that may be connected to our, our preaching series. Right now, uh, Ross is preaching through First Samuel, and I'm preaching through the Gospel of Luke and also doing a series on sanctification. I think these are some issues we could also uh, be discussing in the midst of this this podcast. Okay. So let's now transition to talk about a, another topic for why this podcast exists. And so we're going to talk a little bit about what is Christ Church? Who are we as a congregation? Yeah, our commitments, really we sum them up in, uh, in three categories. Uh, when we do our inquirers classes, our membership classes, and when folks ask about Christ Church and what our uh, main beliefs are, what are our main commitments, they are these. First of all, we are biblical and confessional, really putting those two things uh, uh, together in that our confession flows out of, of the scripture. So our first and foremost, uh, the Bible is our rule of faith and practice. Uh, but what we believe about the Bible is found in the Westminster Confession of Faith and, uh, and other Reformed confessions as well, but the Westminster Confession is the one that we've taken vows to, to defend and to promote. Uh, we are also Presbyterian. Uh, we are uh, ruled by elders, uh, those who are uh, qualified, uh, called, uh, gifted, and set apart to be under shepherds in our Lord's Church. This this isn't man's idea. This was Christ's idea. He is building his church, and he's doing it through uh, un under shepherds who are called by him and called by the church to lead. Uh, also, uh, we are reformed, and uh, that is is often seen as as um, stereotypically uh, bookish and inward, and uh, even slightly Grumpy. angry. Yes, uh, we don't want to be cantankerous. Uh, Presbyterians, we, we, we want to be reformed in that we embrace the five solas of the Protestant Reformation, 
but we, we also want to do so with a heart full of love, full of passion for Christ, full of, of, of love and passion for one another in the church and for the lost. And so uh, that's our heart, to be uh, unashamedly Reformed, Presbyterian, Biblical and Confessional, uh, while simultaneously having a heart bursting with love for God and, and for our neighbor. And in terms of beyond our mere beliefs, we also have uh, particular uh, commitments uh, that we like to discuss as well. And uh, those, those commitments, our core values, our commitments really are, are fivefold. They are uh, God-centered worship, being our highest priority. Uh, we believe that the core of Christian discipleship happens on the Lord's Day in morning and evening worship, so we are absolutely committed to that. Uh, we're committed, secondly, to the means of grace being central, that is, the word, sacraments, and prayer being those means that God has promised will be effectual uh, to the elect for their salvation. Uh, thirdly, we, uh, we uh, esteem church history, uh, we believe that church history and tradition are important, and so we don't want to reinvent the church every month. Uh, we don't want to be uh, part of the latest Christian fad. We want to embrace all that has been handed down to us, uh, the best of what's been handed down to us in our Reformed uh, heritage and tradition, and we don't want to merely shrug it off. That, that's true for our music as well. Uh, we don't want uh, to only sing that which has been written in the last five years. We want to sing the best of what's been written and sung in the last 500 years. Uh, that includes what's being written today. Uh, fourthly, evangelism and mission are important in the life of Christ Church. We are not uh, going to be uh, that church who is only concerned about uh, who, has, who has read uh, Calvin's Institutes uh, and read uh, Bob Inc.'s um, dogmatics. <laughs> uh, we, we want to be uh, a church that is being discipled through the proclamation of the Word of God and, and the, the whole counsel of God. And from that, from that uh, proclamation of the gospel through Word and Sacrament is reaching out to the lost in our community. And so that's, that's very important. And finally, our, we have a commitment uh, to the body of Christ loving one another. And so we try to uh, to establish uh, ministries and uh, various activities that would encourage and foster body life uh, in the church. Uh, you guys have anything you want to add uh, to that? When my wife and I moved to Charleston, one of the things we were looking for in terms of a church was, would there be a church that respects the holiness of God hmm. in the sense that worship is not seen as just a casual activity? It's not meeting a friend that you've known for many years is meaning the God of heaven. Mm. And so one of the things we wanted to find out was, are there churches here in Charleston that have a very high view of God and are very reverent in their worship? And so one of the things that attracted us to Christ Church initially is that when we came into the service, we saw a very distinct transition from casual time, just speaking to each other to a actual meeting with the true and living God. And so it made a deep impression upon us to realize that there are still others around here who have similar commitments. Also, one of the things that became very important for us is that we wanted a church that was not afraid to teach doctrine. And it may sound somewhat surprising for that to be said, but 
there are many churches that simply shy away from controversial doctrines or shy away from discussing difficult topics just because of a perception that people won't understand or they'll check their brain at the door. For us, we were very concerned of just simply tell us what is in the Bible. Don't skate over it. Don't avoid it. Talk about what the Bible says. Be confident what the Bible says and let your church life be governed by it. So for us, Christ Church definitely met that basic criteria. We saw a church that highly esteemed God who whose worship is reverence, understanding that this is not, again, a casual encounter. And we saw a church that was proclaiming the entire counsel of God and going straight through gospels, going straight through epistles, and at some earlier point, going straight through a, pro a minor prophet. And so for us, it's been a great just to be in a church with that sort of seriousness. And it also means that our fellowship with others has also improved. And that's what you expect. If you are taking the Christian faith seriously in terms of what it proclaims, mm -hmm. then what you expect is that your fellowship is going to be serious. It's not going to be a, a, a golf club encounter or a country club encounter. It is uh, many people coming together, wandering in the wilderness, and learning from each other, growing from each other, and as uh, John mentioned, being discipled uh, by elders. So for us, that's one of the great appeals uh, for Christ Church. You know, Gabe, you make some great points. And uh, as you were talking, it, it came to my mind that there are a lot of well-intentioned churches all across the country that um, they, they have a lot of things going on, a lot of programs. They're involved with the community. Uh, they really push evangelism and those sorts of things. But w when you look at their overall church life and practice, there's really not an emphasis on teaching doctrine. And it seems to be uh, rather just absent. And uh, John, I was wondering if you could speak for a moment uh, to this. And uh, what do you think is behind this? And is it possibly missing the calling of the church? Yes, uh, the calling of, of Christ towards his church is to make disciples. It's, it's pretty simple. And when we evaluate, uh, when we examine the practices of the apostles uh, in, the, in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, what is it that they are doing? They are preaching the whole counsel of God, mm -hmm. Acts 20. Uh, they are administering the sacraments. Mm -hmm. They are appointing elders. And they are making disciples. Uh, the Apostle Paul in Colossians chapter 1, he speaks about toiling and struggling in order to make mature disciples. Mm -hmm. And so while there will be various congregations uh, in various parts of the country that will have different emphases and they're considering their own context and those things are, are important, but there's kind of an over-contextualization that's going on mm -hmm. where uh, there's more emphasis being placed on the place rather than uh, the person of Christ and his word. Uh, it's the word uh, that will transform uh, lives, uh, not our efforts at contextualizing. And so making disciples needs to be the priority. And how does one make a disciple? It is through the teaching of doctrine that takes place in the in the faithful preaching of the word. It takes place in various teaching settings, Sunday schools, small groups, uh, various conferences. 
so we want to emphasize that, and we believe that every church should be emphasizing that, and that's not only for us, but for our children. Are we really handing down the faith, not our faith, small f, but the faith, capital F, the Christian faith, are we handing it down mm-hmm. to our children? What's happening is our children are being youth ministried to death, mm-hmm. and all they know are bells and whistles, and uh, they're graduating from high school, and they're not going to church when they go off to college. Mm-hmm. And it's because they have not been uh, learned in Christian doctrine. Mm-hmm. Well, that brings us to the end of our inaugural episode. I'd like to thank you for joining us on Between the Times.